And now it's time for us to discuss more of these headlines and simple keywords. And Adam joining us via Zoom. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Lena. Happy hump day. Happy hump day to you, too. Is this week kind of whizzing by? Just... It is. Okay. It's been busy. Last week as well flew by for me. Uh, yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if one of these days I was like, isn't it whizzing by? Like, no, no. Slow. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> no. <laughs> but I think it's because we're at the end of the year nearly. So I think everything is kind of being uh, rushed at the moment. So I think it's there's that kind of phenomenon going on as well. Uh, or is that just me? I don't know. Listeners, thoughts? D- does time slow down for you or does it double time towards the end of the year? <laughs> I guess it depends on the person. (laughs) All right. Uh, North Korea is keeping busy following failed attempts in the months of May and then August. Their third launch is touted as successful. We're going to start our our keyword news there. Our first pick of the day. That's a light launch. So North Korea claims it has successfully put a military spy satellite into space, drawing condemnation, of course, from South Korea and the U.S. They have plans to launch more. What's the latest? Right. Well, the state news agency KCNA said the satellite named Maliyang-1 was launched on a new type Cholima-1 rocket from a launch site in Tongchangni on the west coast at 10.42 p.m. Tuesday. This came on the first day of a 10-day window uh, launch window that the North had given uh, Japan. Uh, it added that the satellite accurately entered orbit and that Kim Jong-un observed the launch. Uh, the Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida decried the launch, which flew over the country's Okinawa's prefecture and on towards the Pacific Ocean. The Japanese government therefore briefly uh, issued an emergency warning telling residents in Okinawa to take shelter. Now, South Korea and the United States did not confirm whether it was a success. It is yet to verify the uh, success claims uh, made by North Korea. Uh, But they did condemn the launch as a violation of multiple UN resolutions. Now, South Korea announced it would resume surveillance along its border with the North, thereby suspending parts of a 2018 inter-Korean military agreement that was initially aimed at easing military tensions between the two Koreas. Uh, The National Security Council also said it will take steps to suspend parts of the agreement as well. Uh, Yoon had to hold uh, uh, an NSC Uh, meeting while he was in the UK. Now, Seoul's Joint Chiefs of Staff said it is checking on the specifics of the rocket. It also pledged that Seoul and Washington will uh, maintain a robust defense posture. Uh, Since there was prior warning, South Korea, the US and Japan had deployed Aegis destroyers near the planned flight path in advance to jointly detect and track the North satellites and shared relevant information uh, shortly after the launch as well. So it was one mm. of those provocations that wasn't that didn't take uh, South Korea, the US or Japan by surprise. There was prior warning. Um, right. North Korea had done so with this particular launch uh, two times before as well, although they were uh, failed. But apparently this time, North Korea says it was a success. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, we'll have to get more details of the specifics and how much it means in their advancement of intercontinental ballistic missile technology mm. as well. So let's wait for the reviews uh, to try to figure out, you're right, how much of an advancement their tech has come. But for now, uh, North Korea claims that they have successfully launched a military spy satellite into space. And it was, I, I believe, for the regime, a make it or break it kind of thing, a third failure. I, I can't imagine what kind of blow it would have been for the regime itself.
Yeah, there was some sort of anticipation that it might be a success, especially right. amid speculation that they might have got some help from Russia right. as well, especially after that visit by Kim Jong-un to Russia, where Putin did vow to help the North out in such technology. So, yeah, we'll get more details uh, down the line. All right. And on to our second keyword of the day. Korea-UK ties. So President Yoon has given a speech before the British Parliament in English, vowing to deepen and broaden the two countries' partnership, turning challenges into opportunities. Can you run us through what the president had to say? Sure. Uh, he said the friendship between South Korea and the United Kingdom will turn challenges into opportunities, like you said. He stressed the importance of the comprehensive relationship between the two countries in the future as well. Uh, he said that will be outlined in the Downing Street Accords that he and Prime Minister Rishi Sunak will unveil uh, on Wednesday in their summit. He said that both nations will build a free and open international order. You also noted that both countries face geopolitical risks, citing the war in Ukraine, the Israel-Hamas conflict, as well as, of course, the North Korean nuclear threat. He pledged that the two countries will stand united to fight against illegal aggression and provocations. He added that both nations will uphold established norms and international order to bolster political and economic security in the Indo-Pacific region. He also noted that there are economic difficulties such as supply chain disruptions, climate change and inequalities that pose common challenges. And he said the two countries will broaden their cooperation to digital AI, cybersecurity and other fields to overcome uh, those difficulties. He also proposed to expand cultural and human exchanges. Uh, and he said South Korea and the UK share cultural assets. Uh, he compared British icons such as the Beatles, Queen, uh, Harry Potter and David Beckham <laughs> with South Korea's uh, BTS, Blackpink, Squid Game and Sonung Min. I don't know if everyone might agree with those comparisons, <laughs> but uh, certainly they have uh, international recognition but, uh, from both sides. Uh, so I don't um, could be an equivalent to modern day standards, but uh, there you have it. Wouldn't Harry Potter, well, the movie be comparable to Hollywood success? But anyway... Uh, That's the... what I was thinking. But he's, he mentioned Squid Game in, as an equivalent to, to Harry Potter. But of course, Squid Game is a Netflix drama, while Harry Potter is a, <laughs> a, is a Hollywood series. So. We're getting so <laughs> technical. I know. <laughs> Technicalities and trivial stuff. But uh, yeah, so I was thinking maybe more of a, a Korean movie comparison would have been better, like Parasite, for example. But there you have it. That's what he said. So. All right. I feel like that's on the speechwriters, but I've got to say, I mean, there's definitely a little bit more weight to that whole Beatles-BTS comparison. Thank you, Ellen, because if the president of South Korea is the first to say that, I, I feel like it would imply something entirely different. <laughs> anyway, we get it. There are cultural assets to be shared and comparable, yeah. apparently. Now, the yeah. president has also met with King Charles III. Do we know what they discussed? Right. Well, uh, the ceremony here, uh, Yoon uh, was welcomed officially in a welcome ceremony. It began with uh, Prince William and his wife, Kate Middleton, arriving at Yoon's hotel in London to travel with them to Horse Guards Parade. That's where the official welcome took place amid a 41-gun salute and an inspection of the Guard of Honour with King Charles. Now, King Charles introduced palace and government officials to Yoon. Uh, and you could also be uh, seen shaking hands and exchanging greetings with Prime Minister uh, Rishi Sunak. Now, they'll be holding uh, a summit soon, so we'll get more details uh, mm -hmm. of their meeting. Now, the ceremony was followed by a carriage procession to Buckingham Palace. Uh, Yoon and King Charles rode in a golden carriage along the mall, uh, as it's known, joined only 
by their interpreters. Uh, the road to Buckingham Palace was lined with South Korean and British national flags while people gathered on the sides to watch the royal event. Uh, there, they held a luncheon, uh, and during that luncheon, you noted that South Korea and Britain are quote-unquote blood allies who fought together during the Korean War, and you noted that Britain was actually the second largest uh, sending state after the United States, uh, so sending the second largest amount of soldiers. He expressed his deep gratitude for the noble sacrifices of the British troops. Uh, King Charles agreed that their country's shared universal values uh, are the firm a foundation for the bilateral mm. relationship. They expressed their wish to strengthen cooperation, not only for the development of bilateral relations, but also uh, for the promotion of freedom, peace and prosperity in the world. Now, the luncheon was followed by an exchange of gifts and a viewing of an exhibition of items related to South Korea uh, mm. from the Royal Collection. All right, and let's move on to our third keyword of the day. Medical school quota. So it seems uh, we've uh, finally gotten a look at that survey results. Universities have requested the government to double the medical school quota by 2030 to address the looming shortage of doctors. Right. So this comes despite opposition from doctors. Uh, 40 medical schools have called for a significant increase of some 4,000 in the medical school quota by the year 2030. That's according to a recent two-week survey that was conducted by the health ministry. Uh, the university said the number should be raised by between uh, 2,100 and 2,800 immediately for next year's college exam. Uh, the ministry said that how much the con uh, quota will actually increase will be decided after its on-site inspections of each medical school and consultation with relevant experts. Uh, a ministry official also said the government will work to draw up policies to improve working conditions for doctors in regional areas and in difficult fields. Doctors, however, uh, of course, are still raising concerns that expanding the number of placements for medical schools could adversely affect uh, the quality of education and training. Mm. Uh, they have continued to warn the government against uh, increasing um, the quota. So there's still some friction mm. and some disparities there. So we'll have to see if they are ironed out uh, if, um, and how they are ironed out. Because increasing quota is one thing. How do you send students to essential medical fields? That might be an entirely separate conversation. We'll wait and mm. see. Uh, let's also turn to real estate taxes. Fun for everyone. Our fourth keyword of the day. House prices. Now, next year, the ratio of real estate assessed values to market prices will be frozen at the current year's level. As you can imagine, it is criticized because it does look like they're very careful with voter sentiment at this point in time. What does this imply, first of all? Right. So around half, uh, nearly less than half a year, in fact, before mm -hmm. those elections take place. So, of course, uh, the government, in line with the ruling party, are very careful uh, of what kind of decisions they make in terms of real estate. Now, the thing you mentioned maintains the market price reflection rate at the 2020 level for the second consecutive year. It postpones the implementation of what's roughly translated to as the realistic value roadmap that was established uh, by the Munjian administration. Uh, the UN administration is trying to practically abandon that roadmap, but it's opting for a temporary measure now that avoids touching the realistic ratio, the kind of sensitive issue in the public opinion of the capital region, especially with the upcoming general elections. Now, consequently, next year's real estate holding tax will only reflect the market price uh, fluctuations. The assessed value is the basis for imposing property tax. Comprehensive 
real estate tax, as well as health insurance premiums uh, and more. The realistic ratio indicates how much the assessed value reflects the market value, making it a crucial factor in determining the assessed value. Now, the government believes that the current plan causes problems because it leads to significant increases in assessed values that people don't expect, especially with the public having to deal with rising interest rates and inflation and mm -hmm. uh, household debt. Uh, they also think that the plan doesn't consider the possibility of sudden changes in the real estate market. Now, starting in January next year, in fact, the government will begin research to review and improve the plan with plans to share the results in the second half of next year. If the government decides not to go ahead with the plan, they will need to change the law. Uh, the final assessed values for next year will be decided early next year based on real estate market prices um, at the end of this year. Basically, what this all means is there's always this disparity between what the government assesses a house to be mm -hmm. uh, compared to what the actual price is and how much uh, or what price the transaction is done at. Uh, so there's always that gap there and determining that gap and how wide or narrow it is determines how much tax is uh, levied uh, on that particular transaction. So mm. it is a very de uh, delicate subject if you're a real estate holder or if you're a, uh, a tenant uh, at one of these places as well um, and uh, real estate investors. So there's a very tricky uh, and complicated and touchy subject that so i think they're kind of staying a little bit conservative before those elections happen all right and with that we move on to our final keyword of the day Subway strike averted. So unionized workers of Seoul Metro have withdrawn their plan for a general strike after they reached a wage and collective agreement with management. Uh, this means everything will be smooth sailing as far as Metro goes. What's the latest? Right. So this isn't really a concrete kind of uh, in detail mm. agreement. It's basically an agreement to kind of keep discussions going, basically. <laughs> right, right, so right. the deal was reached uh, actually just a day uh, ahead of the walkout, uh, which was scheduled for today. It involves unionized workers of subway lines one to eight. Uh, they threatened to launch an indefinite all-day strike uh, today in protest against the company's downsizing plans. Now, Seoul Metro has said downsizing is inevitable to normalize management. Of course, Seoul Metro is in severe deficit at the moment as mm. well. The labor union claims a drastic cut in the workforce could lead to safety issues. Uh, the two sides agree that Seoul Metro will hire 660 new employees this year, uh, after which further labor negotiations will continue over the down, uh, downsizing plan. So basically, this deal is basically saying, let's keep the strike on hold for the moment mm. uh, and see what other uh, issues we can iron out in further negotiations. And we have to talk about fundamental dealing with debt, right? I mean, in short, subway rides are too cheap. They can't make ends meet. I mean, keeping rides free for the elderly, we agree undeniably that it's a great welfare perk. But who pays yeah. the bills? Should the central government intervene, kind of like how they do for Corail? That's the big mm -hmm. discussion there. Yeah, certainly is. Of course, uh, Korea does have one of the the, the cheapest uh, comparably to the OECD when it comes to public transport. And of course, this is kind of come back to uh, um, uh, kind of damage the Seoul Metro. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's uh, secure arguments from both sides. Mm. So we'll have to see what how those negotiations play out down the line. Thank you very much, Anna, for today's coverage. Have a good one and we'll see you tomorrow. You too. You're very welcome. See you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.